Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe, our Christmas episode. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Fraser. <laughs> Merry hello. Christmas. We're just, we, we just started recording. How good oh, is hello. that? Yeah. That was good timing. Hello. Hello. How you doing, Mickey? Uh, I'm not, not going to lie to you. A little bit stressed. But oh, uh, yeah. So how was your weekend bad. there, man? What, what have you been up to? So this weekend was the, uh, the dreaded move. And uh, yeah, it went, it went okay. It went as well as possibly could. But basically now, like all our... Belongings are in storage, and oh, um, man. and then we basically have some stuff. Um, well, basically, me and Abby have moved in with my mum and dad, which is fun. Uh, if you've ever like lived <laughs> in your own house, and then you move into you've gone back to you go uh, back. Yeah. How, how is it? How 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 are you feeling? Yeah, um, oh, it's just I, I'm not too bad. I'm adjusted now, and uh, luckily, my mum and dad's house is you know it's, it's good size and stuff. So you can pretend still- they that they're not there. Yeah, but it's things like <laughs> it's things like the cat. We have a cat, so that's been yes. interesting. How um, is good old Dennis? He's all right. He's okay. Is he, is he taking the move? Okay, like it must be a bit of a shock to him. He's like, oi, what yeah. you doing to me? Yeah, and he's quite an old cat, so um, you know it's it's hard for him to adjust. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's gone okay, and I think the worst is is over now, and uh, onwards and upwards. So it's, no, it's not like you're doing like a university course or anything. Oh, oh you are, mm-hmm. aren't you? Yeah, and you have a baby, right. and you have a good job. Wow. Yeah, and on top of that, a friend of mine the other day asked me to be best man. So, oh. and I have to... so you have to organise a stag do, and then you have to get drunk. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, yeah. So no, don't get wrong. Can you always, uh, can you let us know who it is? Or uh, you met him once actually at my birthday. Uh, his name is David Lund. A... Oh yeah, Lundy. Yeah, Lundy indeed. Another good job old Lundy. Good old Lundy. So, uh, <laughs> is that touching glass? That's, that's exactly oh, okay. touching glass. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and his missus was there as well, wasn't she? And she was playing touching glass. Touching glass. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't get that game for the life of me, could I? I was uh, <laughs> definitely not adept at touching glass. Yeah. So, yeah, they're down this weekend as well. So, uh, basically, I triple booked myself for the Ascot wow. weekend. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, on that note, how was Ascot? Terrible. <laughs> it was pretty it was epic. Terrible. Oh, yeah, it was epic. Was it? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Oh, man. Tell Mr. me all about Gambling it. Mr. Gambling Machine himself yeah. won. He got 27 quid up, didn't you, Mr. Yeah, you Fraser. get the gambling fever, and then it's kind of like, yeah, I started off betting, because we were betting between ourselves, because we kind of went in the intention, okay, we'll bet against ourselves, and then no one's going to lose a lot of money, and then whoever wins will just buy the round. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, I could kind of like supplement that with some like real bets on the side. <laughs> so I like went down and like found the first bike I could find with a flat cap and one of those jackets with none of the jackets they all wear. I think yeah, you actually got yeah, yeah. He, he, There was yeah. an official one inside, <laughs> but he's going out into the cold just to find yeah. it because it's, it's, it does look cooler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you need to, you, obviously you need to find someone with a flat cap on. So I went down there and then I put a tenner on the first race and then won that. And then a tenner on the second race and then I won that. And then I put a tenner on the next three races and lost all those. And I was like, oh crap. Like and by this time I was like three quid down. And then I was yeah. like, okay, well I'm going to, going to either like go big or go home. So I put 30 quid down on the final race and managed to, managed to pick up on that as well. So oh, yeah, it, it was only like two to one odds. So I only made, yeah, I only made, how much was it? Yeah. Made 30 quid on that 
bet sob took sixty back, so I was twenty seven up in the end, which was which was good fun. That is yeah, really good. Screwed the man there. Yes, exactly. Bought the system that we paid for like, extortion him out for the alcohol. So I think they kind of screwed. Oh, us, absolutely. But, yeah, you know. definitely. Yeah, it was like we were getting rounds, and it was there were six of us, and what was it coming yeah. like thirty odd quid for yeah, a round of drinks? Thirty, forty quid. Oh, wow. Yeah, for American yeah. listeners, that's like fifty dollars. It fifty yeah, each dollars. It was, yeah. br- and the amount of money going around that was crazy. People were just holding wads of twenties, fifties, yeah. and stuff, and it was yeah. yeah, it was, and like the champagne, like everyone was just drinking like this, like Bollinger, is it? Bollinger? Bollinger, Bollinger, yeah, yeah. Bollinger, and it's just like you know, hundred and two hundred pound a bottle, yeah. and they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like, but wow. I think I found the best deal on the planet in Ascot. So if anybody yes. listening is ever going to go to Ascot, right, you go to the bar and you pay like five pound fifty for a drink, or there's a little pie stand, and you can go to the pie stand and for <laughs> six pound fifty, so an extra pound, you get a pie and a pint. Really, that is a yeah. money right there. That's pretty good value. Yeah. But then, if you want to get mashed potatoes and a pie and a pie. <laughs> It's like five pound for the pie by itself, and nine fifty for pie and mash. And like you just get like a crappy little portion of mashed potato. And I don't think that any amount of mashed potato is worth four pound fifty. Yeah, I think so, I stand uh, by that too. I think that's yeah. a really good. Yeah. Whereas for, uh, for an extra one pound fifty, you can get a beer, which is like five pound elsewhere. You can just get a crappy bit of uh, yeah mashed potato for a lot more. So avoid the mash. Avoid the mash. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about mash, how mashed were you guys at the end of the day? Were you pretty pretty bad or? Um, we could have been worse because I think we paced ourselves quite yeah, well, didn't we? we? Did. we started, yeah, I think we had a first drink at about 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then we were back in the hotel bar at about 11 again. Is that right? Yeah, Ed? I think it was yeah. a 12 hour kind of thing. Yeah, and then we had one more in the bar. And then, yeah, I think I was in bed before midnight. Wow. Yeah. There was a guy really in a bad way. I think there was a, a group of like kind of like football lads. Oh, and, no. Uh, what, what, the uh, hotel? Yeah, the, we think they'd done similar to us. They turned up in, in this hotel because they were going to Ascot for the day. And yeah. then they turned up back at the hotel about the same time as us. And like one of them was passed out on the couch in the hotel bar. And the other one was like arguing with the bar staff. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, no, we went on Dodgems as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. That was nice. awesome. Yeah, Winter is a lovely place. Is it, it is actually. I really like Windsor. Yeah. And the McDonald's there is great too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finish the <laughs> night off in the McDonald's. Stuff. That's how you roll. <laughs> 20 Brilliant. chicken nuggets, please. <laughs> you pounded through those as oh, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and we so, have martinis. Oh, sorry, we have martinis as well. Oh, yeah. And martinis. martinis. And horrible. they were horrible. Yeah. Yeah. We look good. We've got what, pictures. Like, yeah, we look well good. stylish. But Wait, we, yeah. neat martini or like martini lemonade? That uh, kind of neat, neat martini. It was well, like, well, yeah, it was like in a, a James Bond kind of glass. Like, and it had a curly up bit of lime in there. And yeah. it, it was yeah. terrible. It was, it was disgusting. It was yeah, just yeah. neat. I, I think the guy had, yeah, he hadn't done it right or he'd not included something because, yeah, it was pretty strong and pretty terrible. because yeah, it, it was literally just, it wasn't a gin martini or something. They yeah, said. I it think was it was. Like, it was gin and vermouth and nothing else. Right. And I don't even know what vermouth is. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, it doesn't sound like, you know, you should be drinking it. Vermouth. Wow. Um, how's the new job going, Fraser? It's going really, really well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm having a, a great time. The commute is really, really hard because it's, it's taking me... Oh, I say really hard. It's, it's not that difficult, but it's just quite a, a long slog. It's like an hour and 45 yeah. minutes door-to-door. So at the moment, I'm driving from my house to Seven Oaks where I'm parking up where I used to work and then getting the train from there to London Bridge and then because I can't be bothered to go on the, the tube from London Bridge to up to Shoreditch or up to Old Street where I'm working, um, I just walk from London Bridge so that takes about 25 minutes. Um, so it's just a long old slog but the job itself is, is fantastic. Yeah, really, really good, really enjoying it. Um, I spent the first couple of days 
they just said, oh, well, here's some, some backbone tutorials. So um, they've, they've got an account with codeschool.com. I don't know right. if you guys have ever used that before, but it's something that if anybody's listening that wants to learn new stuff, it's, it's awesome. It's kind of like, you know how you go on, on I've, I've not subscribed to Tuts Plus, but I've done a couple of tutorials on Tuts Plus, and, mm. but the, the content and the presentation of, of, of the, like the tutorials on, on Code School is, from what I've seen, I'm, I'm not, I've not seen a lot of uh, Tuts Plus, but it's just far and above a lot better. Um, and awesome. you kind of sit there and there's like someone yeah. talking to you and saying, this is why we're doing this and this is why we're doing this. Um, and then there's a couple of like uh, like exam not exam questions but it's like practical test questions. So they've got like a code editor in browser, and it says what's wrong with this? Why is this not working as it should? And it's like oh, well because I have to pass the scope variable through to to the other thingy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, really, really enjoying it. So I spent the first couple of days doing that, um, and then they use if you guys you guys used Redmine before? Oh, no. it's like project Redmine. management software, but it's it's what they use in in the office. Um, so it's it's really good because it gives you loads of APIs, so you can run queries on, like for instance, like projects that people are working on, and you can get like data and stats and stuff on pretty much anything that that's in the system. Like so, you can see where the hours are going, where the money's going, um, like the the type of projects that people are working on. Like if people are spending lots of times in meetings, and who's been putting the most hours in, who's got the most open tickets, and all this kind of stuff. So they've got the uh, they've got a, a big screen TV with basically a just an interface where they're, they're reading from the APIs and stuff and just displaying all these, these various stats cool. and stuff which are useful to the business. So, yeah, so I, I spent the, the back end of, of the week just, yeah, putting another couple of screens on that for them, um, again, using Backbone and, uh, and, and the APIs that are coming from, did I say Redmine? Yeah, Redmine. Um, and it's awesome, yeah. And it's just it's really nice. The, the, I'm just, yeah, just really, really happy with the job. Like, it's just nice. Yeah seeing all the processes that are involved. They've got like a QA team as well for testing, which, oh, wow. which is something that I've, I've never worked with before, and which is, is, is awesome. Um, and then they're encouraging, or they're, they're just, or they've recently started using uh, like test scripts and stuff on, on JavaScript development and all the backbone apps and stuff. So I'm, I'm learning to do test scripts as well, which is something I've never done before. Um, and the whole deployment process is really good. So when you, when you deploy, it runs these, these tests, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't pass all the tests, then it, it physically won't deploy it. That's um, so good. Yeah, so it's none of this. Yeah, so it's none of this. Yeah, it is with Jenkins, yeah. So it's none of this. Uh, okay, we'll just make a change to the checkout and FTP it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. It's with, <laughs> with Dev on Live, because I've always found that Deving on Live is the best <laughs> yeah. way to get yeah, around. Yeah, straight through, uh, through FTP, right-click yep. and edit file in yeah, place. Yeah, because that's safe. Yeah. It's very safe, yeah. So safe. Um, <laughs> what about, <laughs> yeah, so like, really. Sorry, sorry. go on. I was going to say the safe way of doing it, right? It's doing on live and just doing like if uh, server uh, remote ADVR oh, yeah, equals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the pro way of doing it, right? <laughs> if server IP address is this. Yeah. <laughs> then echo this out else. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's so really bad. good. So I've got three days in the office next week. I think. I think most of the office is off next week. There's like 26 people working there, and I think like 20 of them are off next week. Oh wow! So you uh, with the run up to, to Christmas, so yeah. People. So I'm in the office with maybe three or four other people. Um, my direct manager is going to be in the office, which is good. Um, so it'll be it'll be good to to spend a bit of time kind of catching up with him. Um, yeah, and then I've got three days then Christmas, and then I'm not back in the office until the 5th of January, you which lucky is good. Person. Brilliant. Yes. Hell. How's you. everything with uh, with your job, Mickey? Uh, jobs, yeah, been pretty good. I have to say, my work has been really, really good, and in, in terms of giving me flexibility, and because obviously last week I had that horrible that day from hell where I had an exam and I had a presentation, 
and then yeah. I had to sit through everyone else's presentations. Yeah, you, what that? So you had six hours of sitting mm. there having to because yeah, I'm, yeah, surely that's ridiculous. I mean, they couldn't have split you up into different groups or yeah. Well, I guess there was only about thirty master students on that doing that module, so. And you have to. You're expected to ask questions after the presentation. Oh. So in order to get a good amount of questions, I guess they keep everyone in there. And I mean, they say you know as well. It's for your own development that you know you listen to everyone you're else. Learning all this new. Ca- you're yeah. learning. Yeah, it's supposed to be valuable stuff. Well, was so, it valuable? Did you did you learn stuff from other people, or were they all scared? Um, and just it is, but you know, like you're, you're doing this presentation on a research paper. So without reading the research paper, it's hard to fully understand. And uh, and also that. I don't know anyone on this planet who can concentrate for that amount of time. Six hours is a lot. I mean, even the lecturer must be kind of turning off and on, like, you know, when he has well, to kind of... he was insane. I mean, he was pretty focused all the way through. But, I mean, we had a one-hour lunch break, and that was it, really. That's insane. So, so how did yours go, though, more importantly? Uh, the presentation itself, I think, went okay. And uh, Did you go... How long did you have? Like, what was the time limit for? So, it's 15 minutes. You're expected to do 15 minutes pretty much on the, you know, to the dot. So, so Did you do 15 minutes to the dot? I did. Hell I did. Yeah. I kept looking at the clock and I made sure. But um, but during the questioning, I got I got torn to pieces a little bit. I remember you said uh, then you did you did then say it was the actual t- teacher who was tearing you to bits. So yeah, and he did it with everyone else. To be fair, but um, I did struggle. So we'll see how I, I've got on with that. But what um, struggle with the questions? Yeah, definitely. Well, one of them because I read the research paper again the night before, just to make sure I was fully understood everything, and then I kind of realised it was. There's like just an area that had just been completely left out, and I was like, "Well, it wasn't wasn't made very clear what was going on." And I was like, "Well, hopefully he just won't ask me." He won't mention that bit, and it's the only bit <laughs> he mentions. Of course, like, he did. No. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it just showed you how switched on he was actually. And did, um, oh, sorry, did, did other people ask questions, or was it just him for yours? Uh, unfortunately, no. All the students didn't ask any questions for me, and then so then I just had him. <sighs> Well, really? I mean, what's the point in having you all there if you're not going to ask questions? Boom. Well, yeah, I, I don't, you know, the other guys are cool and I don't think they meant anything by it. They just, I don't know, you even got a question and you haven't. You yeah, know, that's true. I suppose you, and, um, uh, I mean, were you quite uh, early on in the six hour window or? You know, thankfully I was, I was third in and I, that's what I wanted to get it out of the way, you know. Get and, it out of uh, the way, yeah. And then you uh, can, you literally just put your feet up a bit kind of feeling. Yeah. And and you know what? To be fair, you know that for me, that's the great thing about uni is you are learning from other people, and and the presentations were really good, and uh, some of them were fantastic. Like one was on because this is like a cross discipline module, so it's got psychology students, um, computer science students, uh, mathematics students, and like one the guy did a presentation on like like um, like babies and stuff and how they learn to make noises and stuff. Okay, and basically he was talking about like. How a baby's their first noise is other than crying. It's just basically, it's just like an involuntary spasm of these muscles. Right. And then they like, they learn from that. Like, oh, I can make this noise. And then they train themselves to make, you know, sounds that actually make sense over time. So that was really, really cool. And then another guy was talking about, um, you know, obviously looking for like uh, breast tumors and that kind of stuff and using like um, neural network uh, algorithms to detect oh, wow. That's something cool. that might show up as a, a tumor that kind of thing wow. and you know like all that you know false positive readings and all this kind of stuff really interesting yeah. stuff well, so, what, what did you do yours on i did mine on uh, on fuzzy logic, fuzzy um, logic. Well, would you care to tell the audience what fuzzy yeah. logic is 
Certainly, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so fuzzy logic is is trying to get away from the traditional computer science logic of um, of what you might call, I guess, a, a Boolean logic of you know zeros and ones, uh, true or false, yes, no, that that kind of thing, where where something is very black and white, and uh, obviously it's trying to mimic nature because nature always has the best solutions, right? It's had millions of years to evolve it seems to yeah seems to have done well for so far yeah exactly and um basically we're, we're trying to now mimic that that kind of thing in in technology so for example one of the best examples i think is like if you think of like a traffic light system where you might have a load of traffic one side and nothing the other side you, obviously you don't want both sides to be have a red light for the same amount of time it's yeah it's ridiculous so Using fuzzy logic, you could say, "Well, okay, how many cars are on the other side?" And weight uh, it by that or something. Yeah, and that's very simplistic. You know, you might have a thousand factors in some problems, but um, you would take in all those bits of data and you would uh, try and work out what the best solution is. And obviously, as the day goes on, those times would change. You wouldn't have a fixed time throughout the day. So, my actual the research paper I did was on like classifying students and. Um, Basically, it took two like data inputs. One was like a test score. One was like a test time. It would take those inputs and it would then try and calculate or classify the student. Like, is he an excellent student, good student, bad student? It was a really simplistic model. Obviously, you couldn't use this particular model in real life, but it, it just shows you how you could start doing this. And it's actually, it's not, you know, it's not rocket science, but it's really interesting. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I could talk for hours about physics logic. I won't, but. Um, there's some really interesting projects out there. Like I, I think I saw there was like a helicopter made by the Japanese that has like one, one blade, one what? blade. How? But it can only be operated by a computer. But, you know, it's, because of it being so many factors have to be taken into consideration. Like yeah, yeah, it's just like wobble well loads as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it crashed. I don't know. I have no idea. But, that's that's really um, interesting. Um, because actually, yeah. I, I, this week um, I was speaking to a friend of mine and about. Um, what's that game it's uh, the the game that everyone keeps playing might not uh the little candy, gem, crush. candy crush that's it mm-hmm. and like how candy crush has kind of just like dominated the game market yeah, yeah i was talking to fraser this weekend about like the um candy crush the new version around old street it, like they've literally invaded the whole like advertising everywhere and also like eat on all the telephone like boxes they actually have like wow. little candy crush, like little toys and stuff. Like, oh, it's, it's crazy, insane, isn't it? But yeah. they, the way they work is that the game changes the hardness based on how much you play it. Right. And like you know, like it does, it doesn't. Well, this is what I think. That's what they were saying. Like that, you know, like if it'll get easier and harder. So if you're playing it more, if you feel, if they feel like you want to win that level more, ah. then they'll maybe push you saying, "Oh, by the way, you can pay to skip this level yeah. or stuff." So they do it. They don't do it in a, as you say, like a Boolean way of like dish, dish, dish. Yeah. This level, this level. The yeah. level changes yeah. based on how much you care. Almost how much they can read that you care about yeah. getting through this game. So it's quite interesting that. Yeah, it, it adapts the game to the user. Well, I remember reading, like, you know, Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, I think that's a similar thing where the computer is supposed to learn, like, the moves that oh, you do. Oh, so how good you are. So it actually knows how to defend so against adapts. you and stuff. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So it's everywhere now. Like, you I can't read, just like, lob the ball up there. And, yeah. Yeah. 
I remember, like in the in the mid nineties as well, there was a big kind of palaver about not palaver, but there was a big fanfare about this new game that was going, coming out. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a robot fighting game. And up until that point, it was like in the fighting games and stuff. All, all the all the computer characters do they have like a random number generator or something and that, that would yeah, say, and okay, it, throw they? a punch, throw a kick, <laughs> throw a punch, throw a kick. But then this was like the first game that ever kind of used any kind of artificial intelligence. So it's like saying, well, okay, well, this thing keeps punching me in the face, so I need to block and then kick him yeah. in the balls or something like that, yeah. Um, and yeah. It, was, it was a crap game, but it was. I remember there was a big amount of fanfare saying, oh, it's using artificial intelligence and this is the yeah. future of gaming and stuff. So it's, it's kind of surprising to hear that, pro, like you say, Pro Evo is only just kind of picking that up now. Yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, in the next 10 years, I think we'll see a lot, lot more of it. But you just kind of reminded me of something, but uh, I can't remember I read this, but I read it the other day and it was talking about random. And obviously, I think we talked about it before, but obviously computers aren't very good. They can't uh, do random, can they? They can't do random. Anything you really talk about, even the best things now, aren't really random. But um, it turns out humans aren't very good either. Really? Actually, how do you actually define yeah. random though? Because, well, yeah, cause, well, because this... like, if, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. So basically... I think there was an experiment where um, a person had to say zero or one. Yeah. And they asked this human about 30 times to give them a zero or one. And after about the 30th attempt, the computer could predict the next <laughs> however many times. Pretty much 100%. We go in a pattern. <laughs> we do. You <laughs> don't know crazy. it, but you are in some sort of pattern all the time. Because it's pseudo-random, yeah. isn't it, the computer? Like each right. random generation is actually pseudo-random, and then they use real-life like events like yeah, you know yeah. like noise like they can use like the noise, noise. The electrical noise and yeah they use like yeah. they can use anything can be used for random like you know like car lights and stuff and how yeah. bright they are what's the wind like but even that kind of stuff can be predicted a bit I yeah yeah but, yeah but really noise and stuff like that to be but it's really cool that yeah. is that is crazy we yeah, actually, and, and with the whole like english people there's people in general they don't have to be english but oh, no, english, like, only english how, how poor like people are being random as well like, obviously there's not like yeah. rock paper scissors that game that everyone plays there's like a world championships with it and there are people that are good at it because they're good at predicting what people are gonna they can put out and it's oh, yeah and wow. it's because humans aren't random and if you had a perfectly random human player then he'd be completely unexploitable and would be the best rock paper scissors player in the world but the fact that people can't be completely random in their decisions that would is, be amazing that that is a huge flaw and yeah, it's rock, paper, yeah scissors, and, and that's really why cool. there are people who are good at rock paper scissors because people are, cannot be completely random oh man i want to do that for my project next year now rock paper scissors prediction that yeah, really, but there's, yeah there's like a world championships and there's there's consistently winners it's not like a how like you, you you kind of throw a ball in the air and it lands somewhere random. It's nothing like that. It's kind of like there's People consistently can winners. Do yeah, this based on yeah. external factors than just luck. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of luck, because I just thought the nineties. Yeah. So this is a a Twitter user. Uh, it's a bot. Space it's Jam. Spaceman Check. So the, you remember Space Jam from the nineties, the one yeah. of the best movies ever. Um, wasn't Shaquille? Like, was it Shaq or was it, it Michael was, uh, Jordan? Was Mr. Michael Jordan. Yeah. And the website for it is still up, and it is the best nineteen nineties. <laughs> oh, yes. Like it's just the best website ever. Um, it's still up on WarnerBrothers.com, and I think they're just keeping it up now because it's amazing. Yeah. And it's just yeah, it's amazing. Just how wow. bad it's, it's crazy that this was the web. This was like the best thing you could do in nineteen ninety six. 
Wow, I'd be classed as a great developer if I was back. I mean, well, this is what annoys me, isn't it? It's like this is, you know, and if you look at the source, I mean, the source is all there for you to look at, and it's just amazing. It's all iframes. I was going to say, loads of iframes. You can see it straight off, can't you? Oh, it's amazing. I just just love it, you know? That is a great find. And gifts and stuff and everything. And, 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 I mean, I I did actually... follow this guy for this this bot and it is a bit annoying though because it does it every day he just says oh it's, it looks a, it looks like space jam website is still there <laughs> and you're just like still online and it's like okay i, I don't need to know this anymore so i oh, may wow. I, I may unfollow them but i do think you should give them enough chart you know give them give the website a little bit of credit you know this is a amazing amazing feat of engineering which awesome. it is actually i suppose for 1996 but yeah how, how much has the internet changed now though well, you know what? The funny thing is, though, like, I mean, okay, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, technology's changed and, and what we can do has changed. But, I mean, taste, surely, well, actually, I say this, I don't know, but even back then, you would have think, like, I don't oh, know, I know red. the color scheme. I mean, the yeah, red, I mean, there's scheme. like red, there's like red, new, uh, red, like, Roman, uh, Times New Roman yes. text on the black star background That's with exactly then, like, a at. yellow or green copyright at the bottom. And you're just like, yeah. this is insane. Absolutely, I agree. It's. Yeah, the yeah. worst color scheme ever, especially for someone who's colorblind as well. It doesn't yeah. really help. Um, yeah. yeah, but hey, they obviously had a direction. They had an art a direction to go in, and and this was there. You know, white on white wasn't around there, Mickey. Okay, <laughs> you know, your design skills were needed, sorely <laughs> lacking there. Top. Your design skills there, they were. <laughs> oh dear, but I thought I'd just throw that one out there as a nice little joke one for yeah. the week. Um, really? I, I, actually, I've got one more thing actually. So um, this guy called Greg Young, um, he's really, really cool. He he invented something called CQRS, um, Command Query Responsibility Separation. And it it goes from, um, I'm hoping in a couple of podcasts time uh, to do something on CQRS and uh, CQS. Uh, along with a couple of other principles, stuff that I've, I, I want to, I wouldn't mind like at the end of the year, kind of do a little recap of the stuff that I've learned through yeah. working at my builder and stuff. Right, I don't know if you guys, you know, like we could all kind of like chime in and what we've learned this year and stuff, kind yep. of as a nice recap thing. So, but CQRS yeah. is is just commands, query, responsibility, responsibility separation, and also something called event store. And I've got a couple, a couple of videos that he's been doing and stuff on it, and he's making an event based uh, database store and it's quite interesting because instead of storing things such as like okay uh you know like you'd have like a relational database and you'd have like an orders table and items that have been purchased and stuff this actually just stores events like says two you know two orders uh two items were added purchased one was deleted etc etc through time so it just is append only you can't update it you can't delete it you can't right. edit, so it only adds to things. And yep. what you then do is you make projections from that. Because how do you know what the person you're making it for wants, you know, in a, a month's or year's time? Maybe they want to know how many people deleted that item from their cart. Well, I can't, I can't work that out because I just have, you know, the, the items that were then purchased. You know, I, and that was what I then stored at that time. All yep. that information that, about them deleting stuff has been is gone. But with event stores, you can actually say, okay, well, well, let's just go through. And you literally go back and you just make a, te- you know, make a projection based on the events that have occurred. It's a really simple idea, just the fact that what you're doing is storing events that have happened and keeping yeah. them than just storing kind of this, this view that you want to see now. And I, I, I really, really do recommend watching his video. He's one of the best talkers Mm-hmm. actually and he's very much into domain driven design and stuff like that and actually he's he's going to be doing a skills matter course in february 
on mm. DDD. But he's also going to, when he's in February, he's also going to be uh, coming over and doing something in F sharp for free at Skills Matter up in London. Wow. Um, and I'm hoping, well, I've signed myself up for it, me and Kevin have. So we're hoping to go. I mean, you guys, more than welcome. I mean, he's a really good talker on anything, really. You just want to talk to him about stuff because he's a really interesting guy to, to listen to. Yeah, can um, you send me the, uh, the details of that? And I'll absolutely, mate. Speak to absolutely. My work, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, well, it's, yeah, it, I mean, that is just a free event and then the actual course on DDD is quite expensive, but he is worth it. Um, yeah. another thing actually is Rick Hickey. Um, now he, he's another person, I'm going to put some, uh, videos in the show notes uh, that we've been talking about. And he, he's, he invented closure, the Lisp dialect on the JVM, but he's, he's very much got a very interesting way of developing, solving problems handling problems and stuff and it, it, i i wouldn't do any justice i think the best thing for me to do is just say here's a couple of videos maybe if you've got time check them out because they will open you up with about different ideas software development how to think of things and stuff like that very yeah. interesting guy very very clever guy and i'll just put them in the show notes and stuff so th- those are two guys i would definitely check out rick hickey and greg young as people to kind of i kind of i find that i kind of go through phases of like oh this guy's cool this guy's cool. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know, reading their stuff and watching their videos and stuff and wishing I was them. You know, obviously that's sad. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and it's like, you're well good. You're amazing. Can I have your autograph? <laughs> um, but yeah, so these two guys definitely well worth the checking out. Well, I was going to say, uh, we had a few emails recently, didn't we? Let's have a look. While he's looking for that, uh, Mickey, yeah. I've just seen you favorited a tweet that I just replied to you on. Yeah. <laughs> so is that on then? I'm you intrigued. What? what is this? Uh, Mickey wanted to run 10 miles, so me, him yeah. and me are going to... Sorry, him and me, him and I... Yeah, him and I are, uh, have picked the 3rd of January to do a 10-mile yes, run. Yes, do it! Obviously, the other free dads guys are, are welcome as well. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think I may die doing it, though. Um, I, I think I also will die, so if we, if <laughs> well, we die together... Yeah, die well, talking, about, together. talking uh, about dying, I was thinking maybe upping the ante a little bit. I was thinking yeah. maybe doing 13 miles, because then it's half a marathon, right? I think, is it 13.6? Yeah, 13.6, is it? No, it's not not 13.6. Hang on, half. Okay, I'm up for it, though. Um, Or we could even try, take a whole day, and then try and smash a marathon. Oh, wow. Wow. I think there actually would be a chance. It would be horrific, but it's 13.1 miles for a half. Um, Right. But it would be horrible, but even if it takes us five, six hours, then... That's true. true. There's there's nothing saying that we have to run it. We could walk some of it. Well, yeah, that's a good point, actually. And we can take it well easy. Yeah, yeah. And then we could be like, yeah, let's run a marathon. <laughs> I just did a marathon. I actually have found some uh, emails that we can talk oh, about, boom. which is great. Yeah. Um, so this is from Joe Kassavage. Kassavage, I've completely destroyed you. I'm really sorry, man. Uh, so he says, hey, all, just wanted to let you know that I'm a big fan of the show. You guys put oh. together a damn good show. Nice, thank oh, you. Joe. And one of oh. you. And one of the only PHP podcasts I still I listen to, I enjoy listening to. Wow, that's really nice. Um, I'm a long-time dev in the world uh, web world, currently working out of Houston, Texas, making a branch over to a more desktop-orientated career while finishing with my master's in software engineering. That's very cool. Um, yeah. I just wanted to reach out and see if anyone of your crew had any experience in the desktop market and could, co- uh, and could go over some of the pitfalls um, one would run into when switching from web to desktop apps. I guess you can get around a lot now since almost everything has a web backend. But I figured it would be uh, might be a give you guys a good uh, chat topic. And again, love the show. Thanks for doing uh, what you guys do. Uh, and PS, loving Code Wars since I heard about it on the show. So there you go, Fraser. Oh, really? um, nice. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's a great question, actually. It is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had a bit of experience, but it's funny, it's because most of the things nowadays are web-based. I mean, people would just yeah. prefer a web end, but... Yeah. I mean, a couple of things that come off to my mind that, um, obviously... Stuff like when you're on a desktop, then you kind of have to think of different things, such as now now things aren't going to be in the browser. Now you've got an extra level of like where you can actually you know handle things like in Spring and Java worlds and C sharp, mm. WinForms, WPC, uh, WPC, WFC, I think Windows Presentation Foundation, mm. um, and stuff like that. So for me, the the big things would be what platform are you doing it for? Uh, mm. platform then becomes very important um, unless you're going to be using something like java or c sharp which now c sharp can you know we're using mono at the moment be run on different platforms um, you can do things like qt and stuff like that for python and even php funnily enough actually has a gui kind of uh, bindings for qt so you can actually make gui apps that run with php which is quite crazy um, but yeah so for me it would be the op- what operating system you're doing it on and going based on the fact of a lot each websites you seem to have i know we all have like a feel for things like oh bootstrap you know that kind of feel that's a web application but mm-hmm. with um desktop applications it's very much kind of that you know a mac application should act like this you know there's kind of human interface kind of things that you kind of bear with you know a windows app should look like this and stuff like that um that that i definitely would say take into consideration a lot when you're making um desktop applications and also actually i mean take advantage of the fact that you can you know really do a lot more with a desktop application you could i know that obviously we have all these but we have all these kind of um bindings now to stuff like web OpenGL and stuff like that but you can actually play with OpenGL easily without using the browser without chrome without internet explorer without checking all these different browsers different tweaks and stuff you can just use and to you know develop an application um it depends really what uh, the application you're doing is but you know i mean a lot of people now say have gone from if it's a simple crud, crud application they would actually prefer to just have it on the web because of the fact it scales better in quotes yeah. but yeah, yeah no i really enjoy it it's really fun making de- desktop applications completely I different world that is such a like you say it's such an interesting question and he sounds very similar to me in the fact that you know he's it's a web developer who's now he's doing like his software engineering course well, i'm not doing software engineering but similar kind of thing and actually the really weird thing is i got into web development because of the lower you know barrier to entry and i kind of saw it as a uh, a stepping stone to then getting into maybe like desktop um software but actually since i've done that things have changed so much like you say now everything is web-based so it's kind of like actually maybe we are in the right place already um and just last week like when i was doing my presentation i was just doing everything on uh, on google i can't remember what they call it for their spreadsheets now for their presentations and stuff but actually it's so much easier now just to do open up chrome yep create a file i don't even need to save a file and then then back it up to the cloud. I can just save straight to the cloud. Insane. And then it's there. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, you're right. Everything is going to be web-based. I mean, there's always going to be exceptions to that rule. See, things like games um, and also things like you like design software like Photoshop, all that kind of stuff is probably always going to be desktop-based because I think it'd just be always way too heavy to do in the browser. I don't know. Maybe that's quite a naive statement, actually. No, I, well, I mean, the thing is, it's like the whole iOS thing where iOS and Android apps, you still have native yeah. apps because actually the experience, yeah. you just can't quite get it yet. You know, yeah. I mean, True. there have been apps such as like, um, uh, what's like the desk, the GitHub's own browser, uh, GitHub's own uh, code <laughs> editor. I can't remember 
yes and also like uh brackets and stuff like that which are no, you know our actual web pretty much web applications yeah but they're not them. quite as that's good it they're yeah. not quite the same yeah. and it's you just that you have a feeling like it can look exactly the same but it won't react as quick or it yeah. won't act in the way mm. you feel when you know you're in a web browser still almost yeah. Um, I always find like sometimes when you're hovering over things and you get the little clicker that you know you know you're interacting with a web application yeah. instead of yeah. an actual real desktop application so I think if that ever gets solved that'll be great but I do still feel desktop applications have a place because well mm. at this moment in time we're using Skype as a desktop application we're using Audio Hijack Pro as a desktop application yeah um, you know these things that hook into a lot of areas of their hard- hardware that you know specifically yeah um but yeah, no, it's it's a really cool experience. But as you say, like it's funny how the web has become the be or end all kind of thing, mm. where you would just, you know you kind of thought of it as just a stepping stone into desktop world. But I mean, big banks still use it. But, you know, everyone needs a, a lot of app, uh, you know companies yeah. need desktop applications to be able to run properly. And yeah, yeah. That's yeah good. Thank, thank you for the thank you for the great message. Man. No, absolutely, really yeah, it's nice. always good to hear from people. Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. on on the point of web applications as well. Like, I think we should start a movement where we start calling them WAPs or WAP applications. Yeah, WAP. Because <laughs> I think they sound WAP. cool. Do you, do you remember WAP? I do WAP. remember WAP. That yeah, was, wireless that application protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That was yeah, awesome. Going around yeah. on the internet trying to use WAP was uh, yeah, that was a flash in the pan, wasn't it? Because that was only really used for about a year and yeah, a half. Or it was, yeah, so, yeah, it was like yeah. a mini. Di- it was the mini disc of. Uh, yeah, I know you. Loved um, it. I know you loved your mini disc, Mickey. I know you loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I still got it. I still yeah, you, you're still, it's coming yeah. back round. It's like Betamax, yeah. yeah, yeah. HD DVDs. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was playing with it just the other day, actually. Really? Uh, yeah. How, how long for? And then you went back to your iPhone and thought, oh, oh okay, this is about two minutes. Oh, I never understood. So, how did they work? So, you recorded it onto a disc, pretty much a small disc, the tracks you wanted. Yeah. So, so it's like a tape. Kind if of thing, you but... had the right gear, you had like a uh, can't remember what they call it, like an optical input. Okay. And then you had an optical output on your CD player. And then basically when you recorded a CD, um, it could pass data. So it would know like when a track uh, became the so next you, track. So you'd have to play. And you, you had to do it in real time as well. In real time. Like, yeah. yeah you did, That's yeah. insane. Yeah. But I think there was like a, a data drive, mini disk drive that Sony brought out. Oh, right. Ooh. And I was going to get one, but it, it was like just about the time when I realized that Minidisc had already died. Yeah. Uh, so Sony's lovely invention. Yeah. And actually, really randomly, I am actually looking at about a stack of 60 Minidiscs in front of me right really? now. Really? Wow. Yeah. And they've From got like the, what, the One Direction now because you've already used <laughs> it. You know? One Direction on Minidisc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's classic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I do actually have another email. Actually, yeah, it was a reply back from Eric Bishard, uh, yeah. the httpjunkie.com. Um, oh, because yeah, he's modified his post, hasn't he? he yeah, saying. he did. Yeah, he says thanks for mention. Um, I've since updated the article to make sure the spelling grammatical. This is me saying errors were gone and updated. And I updated a little bit of the article, even adding a bit about software craftsmanship. Is software craftsmanship? I really found that that little nugget to be very true and something that i had not come out and just said so thanks for that nugget i just wanted to say how much i really appreciated the plug but more just uh, talking about diversifying the developer's palette i think this is very important for new guys coming into the field we can learn a lot from each other regardless of the language and stack completely agree man that is so true um yeah i find you know going into just 
like these talks with other people like the closure list dialect and stuff like learning lisps and um like re- listening to um you know people in just high people in other languages other paradigms you learn something and you'll be able to take it away and put it into your current stack that you're using um you know even if it's just a mindset even if it's just like a mm. thought saying oh, okay we've got to think maybe more about this you know mutability or something and little mm. things that you will you will change the way you work in your own language at the time for the for, for the better you know based on the knowledge you found from other languages and other things yeah it's a great email completely agree with everything uh, that's yeah that's awesome though that's great yeah. that we're getting yeah. these emails it's no, really I do nice like that it. people really actually, nice. actually listen to us yeah. um yeah has anyone else got anything they want to talk about this week have we got any other I'm not to be honest I'm on a bit of a tight schedule so I might duck out now if that's okay that's right, yeah, I, I think yeah. me too but uh, I think yeah, some good content there so, got some uh, nice content yeah, it's only been well we just thought we'd get one in quickly before you know Christmas because Christmas yeah, yeah we, we know we've been kind of a bit relaxed but hoping hoping now I should actually say that I am finally in the new I'm in my, my, you know, my new place and I actually have internet so I'm actually yeah. recording this from you know the internet connection that took me awesome. two months to get Brilliant. and yeah. only half an hour to actually install so yeah yeah that was a interesting experience so don't ever live without the internet <laughs> <laughs> that's the caveat yeah internet yeah. is good internet's great yeah. yeah we have been a little bit slack with with putting episodes on out but yeah. we are looking to rectify this because we've, we've all had stuff going on obviously michael's got had yeah. had the kid and moving and stuff and ed's not had internet and i've been yeah. getting the new job and everyone's been soon to be moving up extortion. to london as well sir yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so uh everyone's been really busy but we're in, early in the new year we're going to be all settled I, we I think. were going to mickey's still going to have more stuff than like anyone on the planet on his plate <laughs> so <laughs> so we'll work around accommodating mickey and then uh yeah and then we'll be chucking him out on the road you know what you're absolutely right actually i am I, it has been hard and you know bear with us we will keep getting them out but yeah. i am actually i'm really fired up again to uh, yes. keep going got so i am as well yeah we've got no well. intentions of stopping so no, i want another exactly. i want to i want to get up to 100 i want to see yeah. those triple digits yeah, yeah absolutely awesome <laughs> all right then guys well thank you very much and yeah have a beautiful yeah. christmas have a great um, christmas yeah and uh yeah we will speak to you after christmas probably well potentially before the new year we've run aside yeah we'll we'll keep we'll see how it goes yeah yeah okie dokie people awesome all right guys cheers You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.